Welcome to AASHTO Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials, testing, and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. Welcome to AASHTO Resource Q&A. I'm Brian Johnson. And I'm Kim Swanson. This is another Common Findings in Concrete Assessments episode. In previous episodes, I tried to guess some of the common findings or nonconformities for popular concrete standards. And Brian would tell me how wrong I was and then share that actual information with you. So far, we've covered ASTM C1077, C31, C38, C78, and we ended the previous installment with my favorite for absolutely no reason, C511. So, Brian, what do we have on the docket today? Capping and use of pad caps. So, I'm going to cover capping C617 first. This one is, I'm just going to jump into it because you're not going to guess this stuff. You have zero faith in my ability to guess and pull something out of thin air, but okay, go okay. ahead. All right, all right. I, I, let's, let's see what you got. Try, let's try, try me what's, on capping. What's the name of the test again? It is. A, <laughs> That's My gonna confidence help me is out. dropping <laughs> right now. So this is C617. This is uh, capping cylinders for compressive strength testing. Based on other things that you've said, I'm going to guess that one of the top knob conformities about capping is that something's not lubricated. <laughs> That's a great guess, but it's not the case. Darn it. Uh, but there is... There's a lot of uh, of <laughs> comments about that in uh, concrete strength testing. Well, I'm just saying as we go on, I'm gonna find get I'm gonna pick up steam here and just like absorb all of this knowledge and get get a guess correct. I promise. Okay. Well, just so you know, I don't think there's anything about lubrication in the rest of the, <laughs> Darn it. In the rest okay. of the tests we're gonna talk about. Well, you did say that previously though, right? Something wasn't, and so I was just yeah. There were that. two. There were two of those. <laughs> so so yeah, that I didn't was not just unfounded. Pull- all um, right, continue now with the okay, actual so nonconformities. You, you, you probably did not know this, but there are supposed to be daily checks of soundness, plainness, and thickness on the capping, and that is not typically done. So, again, I'm not permitting this by saying that, but those were common findings that those daily checks were not done. Other things, the strength of the capping compound is supposed to be tested regularly. They mold cubes of it, and they test them for strength. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, end condition of the cylinders being capped was not checked. Some issue with exhausting fumes or capping outside, something like that. So that so the it's gotcha. sulfur capping compounds, so it oh. smells like rotten eggs, right? So Fun. You, what you want is the that's supposed to be in a hood. It's supposed to be exhausted. Uh, this is another one of those facilities issues. You might want to tell your landlord, hey, I'm going to need to drill a hole in your wall and have <laughs> have a hood put in. Is that okay with you? If it's not okay, this is I probably can't move into this facility. Yeah, you know, this me guessing would go much better if I actually had a clue of what these tests were, but continue. It would, but you you know what? You're doing pretty well. <laughs> well, not in this episode, but uh what's next on our list today? All right, so All let's right. move on to another related one, C1231. This is the use okay. of pad caps. So there are three things that people usually do with cylinders. They either mm-hmm. cap them with the sulfur capping compound or gypsum. Mm-hmm. They use these pad caps, these pads. So what they have are these, they're these steel caps that they put mm-hmm. a pad in that has a certain right. hardness. 
Okay. So they're 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 mm-hmm. they cushion it and level out the load when they're being mm-hmm. tested for compressive strength. And there's the third thing is that they grind the ends, which by the way, you may have heard about this. We wrote a standard on grinding the ends of cylinders. This is typically done for ultra high performance concrete. It is almost a real live full standard in Ashto. And once it becomes so, we hope to get C1077 to recognize it and allow people to use that as a third option so that people who don't want to do C1231 or 617 anymore because they all they do is grind the ends are able to do that. So that's the long-term okay. plan. Anyway, let me get back to 1231. Yeah. So let's take a guess. So I explain what that is. Okay. What do you think the common issue is? One of the common issues with that is I'm guessing it is that the pad hardness thing isn't plain, isn't flat. Something's not flat. You know, that's a really good guess. It's not the pad that's not flat, but it is the bearing surface of the, the cap. See, something's not flat. Not. Yeah, so you're right. <laughs> you're right. Poor condition of the bearing surfaces is one of the issues. Now, related to the pads, they're supposed to keep track of number of times they're used. And then mm-hmm. once they're overused, then they have to throw them out and replace them with another mm-hmm. one. And that's what usually ends up going in those uh, mm-hmm. transport containers is they take oh. the used one, they put them in the bottom. So even though they're out of service for use in C1231, they're perfectly fine for transport according to C31. So that's that's a good thing. That is. Other things, qualification of the pads was not performed. That's something that they can do if they want to use them longer than they're supposed to, or if they're testing something that's higher than what is supposed to be tested. The next one, cylinder not checked for alignment, and also the ends of the cylinders not checked for depressions. So those are other related issues. You don't want a depressed whatever. No, you no. The uh, <laughs> mental health of the <laughs> cylinders is very important. Really important. Yes. Oh, goodness. Okay, okay. so those are all the lab tests. So the next right. one are field tests. Oh, goodness. This is I'm going to where I'm going to excel. I think this is really yeah, I'm just waiting so. for the field test. Mm-hmm. This is going to be your wheelhouse, the field is, concrete field testing. I'm feeling confident. Okay, let's go. <laughs> All right, so C138, unit weight. I'm going to say something's wrong with the balance on that one. You know what? That's You're right. That is an issue that comes up. Is that, And I was just talking to somebody the other day about this, that they have issues with their balances. Well, you know, when you've got field equipment, it's handled more roughly than lab equipment, right? So sometimes if people aren't taking care to maintain it properly, they can have issues. Now, I, I actually, full disclosure, I did not add that one to the most common finding list, but it is relatively common. Other ones that came up, there's a strike-off procedure okay. for at the top of the measure when you're running the test. A lot of times people don't follow it according to the standard okay. requirements, so they get a note for that. Other procedural issues, determining the mass of the measure before dampening it, that came up a lot. And measures had not been standardized annually. And so there's a requirement to do that annually. Mm. Uh, so you know exactly what it is because you're making these relative measurements all the time with it. And you want to make sure that that's correct. All right. So that's it for C138 unit weight. Next, C143 slump. What's the full name of this test? And I will give you my answer. Uh, let me pull it up. <laughs> Standard test method for slump of hydraulic cement concrete. I think... One of the most common findings for this test is related to saturation of the sample. That is incorrect. Darn it. Okay. I said it so confidently. I thought you were going to say, yeah, that's it. 
No, so so it's so slump is it's like a consistency test for mm-hmm. the fresh concrete. The common issues were related to the testing. Okay. Issues with the slump being measured incorrectly, and they're supposed to rot it, uh, and they don't do that correctly sometimes. I thought you um, said rot, R-O-T. Rod, R-O-D, rotting. I was like, what the heck is rotting? Okay, rotting. continue. Sorry. The other issues, slump cones not checked annually or not checked properly. So there are specific ways to check the slump cone that mm-hmm. are in the standard and they have to follow those requirements. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't do it. This is a, an incredibly basic test though. So they put the concrete in. It's like soupy right like it's Mm -hmm. wet concrete so imagine like kind of sloppy fresh concrete going into this mold and when they remove it they measure how far down it slumped okay and it has to be like a certain slump to be molded and used okay there's not a ton of stuff that came up it was typically the same things over and over again yeah so what's the next standard on our list today next one is c172 sampling concrete and this you would not know the common ones without really knowing this test because i I wouldn't have guessed i'm gonna guess anyway because i'm invested in losing this game that no one's keeping track of for sampling it is that what this test is for sampling yep i'm gonna say something's not done at the correct interval some maintenance is not done at a correct interval for something oh so close oh Okay, if you had stopped it, stop something talking. was not done at the right interval, you would have been correct. Okay. And actually, you would have been exactly right because the most common issues were these two issues related to sampling, which is the sample was not taken at two or more intervals. And then those two intervals, those two portions were not recombined to mm. ensure uniformity of the samples. So those are the big things that happen. And in a room full of testing labs, they were all nodding their heads. So I was like, okay, that really resonated with them. Other issues, that there's a time element to this. So the time taken between sampling and molding the cylinders is supposed to be less than 15 minutes. Okay. So that's an issue. And then the time taken between sampling and running the slump temperature and air content is supposed to be less than five minutes. So those two things happen. So that, that's it for sampling. Okay. What do we have next? Next, we're going to talk about air in concrete. So there's two ways to measure air content in concrete. Actually, there's more than that, but the two we're going to talk about that are required in C1077 are volumetric Mm -hmm. and pressure. So volumetric Mm -hmm. is C173. Let's take that one first. All right. I'm going to say something is not the right size. That is not correct. The biggest issues with this test is people don't run it very often. So certain areas of the country, they run it. In certain Mm -hmm. areas of the country, they don't. But people want to maintain accreditation for it just in case they ever get a sample that needs to use Mm -hmm. this test. Mm -hmm. So the procedural findings are just that people make every mistake you can possibly imagine running this test because they're not that good at it. Um, The specific details are not important because they most people are going to be like, I don't even know that test, so move on, please. Question, Uh, (laughs) though. Can you, I mean, laboratory technicians can read the standard while the person's there. They can read it, but they're not, they're just not familiar with it. So like if you're, if there are techniques involved with something and you just don't do it, except every two years or once a year when you're running proficiency samples, you're just not going to be good at those techniques. Okay. So, 
and you'll forget things, especially when people are watching you. That's that's one yeah. thing I think we do understand that people get nervous, especially you've got a young technician possibly that is just used to kind of doing things on their own. And all of a sudden they've got somebody with a clipboard or a computer staring at them while they're doing it. It could be a little nerve wracking. So sometimes people just make mistakes because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is that the standardizations are not performed annually or mm-hmm. correctly. That's super common, especially if it's equipment that they don't typically use. They're not going to remember to break this thing out and go through this yeah. procedure that they don't really care about because they never use it. Right. That's going to get noted. OK. All right. Next I, I think you're, I, I like your chances on this one. We're going to talk about C231 pressure meter. I'm going to say calibration interval is missed. Yes, you are correct. So this one is supposed to be standardized every three months. Three months, a very tight interval. That is. Uh, this is field equipment, which is probably in somebody's truck, and you're trusting that field technician to bring this back at that interval and, and take care of business. They might not do that without a lot of reminders. So I think this one is very commonly missed. There's another thing that is, I do feel very bad about this note, and I wish the standard was different, and I don't know how to get there. But there's an aggregate correction factor that's required for use in this test method. And a field technician cannot really do that in the field. They need Mm -hmm. somebody in the lab. They need somebody who has the raw materials to do this. The producers are not always providing this information to them, and they really would need to. So I think a lot of times when what happens during an assessment is the laboratory technician or, or field technician are asked about this, and they don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get a finding on it, and people argue about it, but really the best way to fix it is for people to join. People who really understand this should join ASTM and try to get this changed to something that makes more sense to them. I'm not close enough to this to be able to come up with proper wording for it, but there are tons of people who who can and should be more involved in that. So that would be great to get something more reasonable and realistic in there. And then there's some procedural notes that are relatively common, but they're not super exciting <laughs> that, that could okay. be talked about. But people do run this one a lot. So they generally perform better running C231 than they do C173. Mm. So what's the next standard on our list today? And I think the last one is the temperature. So you do have to take the temperature of fresh concrete. And I really like your chances on this. Feel free to guess all of them. I'm going to say that the thermometer is out of range. That's correct. Well, out of range. No, out of, out of, I don't know. Out of the thermometer. I'm going to say everything has to do with the thermometer. Okay. That is correct. They all have to do with a thermometer somehow. Okay. So my first one is that they're using the wrong type of thermometer for it, that they're supposed oh, to be man. using a like thermal couple and they're using a thermistor or something like Believe that. Believe it or not, it's not the issue. So this one, they use probably one of the, I, I'm going to say one of the worst quality thermometer, like, like, well, if, are you sticking it not in the super concrete? precise? You stick it in fresh concrete. It's not oh. like the most precise thermometer. So but can I say one of them's that they're dirty thermometers, that they haven't cleaned them correctly? No. 
Darn it, I but I bet man. that's an issue in the field. I bet that's an issue. I don't want to say that that's not that's not a crazy answer. Um, <laughs> all right, so why don't we talk about why don't you talk about the actual ones as opposed to me trying to guess all of them? Okay, all right. <laughs> I thought you would have nailed this one. The testing thermometer was not standardized every year. That was okay. that was one of the yeah. top ones. The other one is so there is a requirement for the reference thermometer as well. Mm. So the thermometer you use to standardize your working thermometers. There's issues with those not being calibrated or some issue with the record or the type mm-hmm. of thermometer being used. But I, I think it was mainly the not calibrated and records not being complete. Now, the third one is during testing. Mm-hmm. There's a requirement that once you take the temperature, you have to close the void that was left from removal of that thermometer. And that was not done. So I think that's the only real procedural issue with that one. You're right. I should have gotten all of those. Yeah, the third one, maybe not, but um, it makes sense when you hear it, right? Yes, oh, yeah, sure. of course, it would be like that. Right? Yes. But uh, yeah, so so that's it. That's it for common findings on concrete tests. I hope that that was useful to people. If you have any comments or questions uh, about those, feel free to email me at bjohnson at ashtoresource.org, uh, and we'd be happy to help you with some more information. I think we're going to have a list of all of these out and in a companion document and just kind of very briefly list out what those common ones are. So you can keep that in mind. So I'll add a link to that. And again, we'll have links to how to appropriately resolve these nonconformities and findings with your quality analyst um, and what documentation and kind of stuff that they'll be looking for for those different types of findings. Hopefully this was useful to people. I hope so. I mean, people wanted to hear it. The people that I've talked to about it, they seem very interested in it. They're good reminders for technicians to know about Mm -hmm. if you want to go over it with your staff. I don't think that would be a bad idea. It's always good to be reminded about things that could go wrong, right? Yeah. And I think if we do this again with tests that I'm vaguely more familiar with, I'll do better than the, I think I was like two for whatever we did i think i only got two right here on my guesses so i think you did fine for not for not not working in a concrete lab i think you did just fine hopefully people at home did better at our game and again thank you for listening and thank you brian for going through all those with us thanks for listening to ashto resource q a if you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question send us an email at podcast at ashtoresource.org or call brian at 240 436-4820. For other news and related content, check out Ashto Resources' social media accounts or go to ashtoresource.org.